Now, back to the Frontier Freedom Hour with Jeff Hunt, sponsored by Centennial Institute at Colorado Christian University. Here's Jeff Hunt. Friends, welcome back to the Frontier Freedom Hour. We are covering some of the most popular speeches at the 2023 Western Conservative Summit held right here in Denver, Colorado. We heard the first part of Riley Gaines' speech. She was rated the top speaker this year at the summit, and we're going to continue with her during this segment. This is Riley Gaines at the 2023 Western Conservative Summit. So that's what, that's what that looked like. And, and ultimately, that's when um, I think we can all agree swimming is not a sport that garners a lot of media attention. But there was a lot of outlets there, both left-leaning, right-leaning, everything in between, reaching out to, to us. They would find our name. They would find your social media. My inbox was full of reporters. Everyone was being coached not to respond by our universities. But I did. Um, and I, I was a lady from the Daily Wire, And that story quickly blew up and turned into Fox and CPAC and being on stage with Trump and a lot of amazing opportunities that I by no means (laughs) felt equipped for. I still don't feel equipped for. When I did my college speaking classes, um, your your typical comms, public speaking, you have to do, my face turned the color of a tomato. (laughs) And so I'm, I'm just learning to roll with the punches. But I've realized when you're so passionate about something, those nerves go out of the window. But I, I very quickly began to, it was great, I was shedding light on these stories, but I, I began to feel as if I was almost complaining and whining. How could I do something to enact change? And that's when I started traveling state to state, testifying on behalf of this. Um, Hadley mentioned it before this, but now 22 states thus far have passed some sort of fairness and women's sports bill, Colorado not being one of them. This state needs some help. So if there's any legislators in the room, um, I've been involved in the process in this state um, through testimony and such, but there's some work that needs to be done here. Um, At the federal level, of course, we have Title IX that is a a federal civil rights law that is supposed to prevent discrimination on the basis of sex. What the administration in the White House is doing right now is actively working to rewrite Title IX to where it's no longer preventing discrimination on the basis of sex, it's preventing discrimination on the basis of gender identity. And so what this means, men could live in dorm rooms with women, men would have full access to bathrooms, locker rooms, changing spaces, men would, could join sororities with women, men could take academic and athletic scholarships away from women. Under this new rewrite, it's actually sexual harassment. You're charged with sexual harassment if you misgender a trans-identifying individual. So if I were to call Leah Thomas a he, which I do, then I'm guilty of sexual harassment. Not Leah Thomas, who's parading around our locker room exposing male genitalia. Let that sink in. That's what the people leading this country, that's what they think of women. That's the message they send to women, that our privacy, our safety, our fairness, our equal opportunities, our dignity, I could, I, I could go on. That doesn't matter. We're collateral damage in this process, um, which is an abomination. I, I want to briefly touch on the silencing piece because, of course, the fairness in women's sports piece is, is wrong. Obviously, it's wrong. It's so blatantly wrong. But the, the silencing, the freedom of speech issue that is, that is plaguing this country, especially coming from, one, coming from someone who's, who just left a university, um, it's crazy. I've talked to, to, at great lengths with a lot of Leah Thomas's teammates who went through this every day, all year, They were forced to go to mandatory LGBTQ education meetings every week to learn about how just by being cisgender, they were oppressing Leah Thomas. 
When they sent an email to their administration expressing their discomfort, there were 16 swimmers who signed on and their parents, expressing their discomfort to their administration in the locker room. Their administration responded back with, and I swear I have a screenshot of this, if you feel uncomfortable seeing male genitalia, here's some counseling resources that you need to seek. They were told that they can't take a stance because their school has already taken their stance for them. They were told you will never get a job. You will never get into grad school. You will lose all your friends. You'll lose your scholarship and playing time if you speak out. They were told if you do speak out and any harm whatsoever comes towards Thomas's way, whether that's physical, mental, emotional, through social media, then you're solely responsible. And you don't wanna be solely responsible for someone's harm, do you? Of course not. This is textbook gaslighting. It's emotional blackmail. So it might seem as if I've been some lone face and lone voice fighting for this, fighting for women, but make no mistake, I speak for so many. I speak for so many across the political spectrum. This is not something that should, have, that should fall on party lines in, in the manner that it has. In just recent weeks, the U.S. House of Representatives um, Representative Greg Stubbe introduced this, the Protection of Women and Girls in Sports Act. And every single Democrat, every single one, all 203 of them, voted in opposition of protecting women and girls in sports. Every single one. And this was the party that once embraced the feminist movement. They have turned their back on women. And I, and I hope people see that. I hope people see that for what it is. To cater to half a percent of the population, again, we have become the collateral damage. Um, that's what that looks like. But it's not just the female athletes who are being silenced. It's the coaches. I recently, I was nominated for NCAA Woman of the Year, which is the highest, it's the highest collegiate honor for female athletes. It's something that encompasses your academics, your athletics, your service, which are all things I'm very passionate about. Um, but then they released a full list of nominees for NCAA Woman of the Year, to which was not exclusive to just women, because Leah Thomas was nominated. And so they had a big conference, um, a big convention center, and so I decided to go, which of course, I was not going in support. I tried to buy a booth in this convention center, and I applied with my name, denied. I thought maybe something was wrong, I'm offering them $2,000. I tried again, denied. Then I came up with an alias. They very quickly accepted my $2,000. And I got inside this convention center to where athletic directors were walking around. Every single athletic director, I was handing out pamphlets of Title IX. Every single athletic director who walked by said, keep going, I support you. Keep fighting. In the first 60, I thought, this is great. Until it continued and I began to feel frustrated and I started asking them, that's great that, that you support this, but would you say so publicly? Oh, no, we can't have a lawsuit. You know, I'm the breadwinner for my family. I, I can't lose my job and would very quickly turn and walk away. I say that to show the cowardice, to show the lack of a spine, the lack of a backbone that these people have. These people in, in powerful positions, these Democrats, these are moms and dads. Are you telling me all 203 at the federal level are okay with their daughters undressing next to a, a fully grown and intact man? And if that answer is truly yes, then there's another conversation that needs to be had because that's perverse and disgusting. Um, I'll just wrap up with, with my final thoughts of why. Um, because as I mentioned, it's a lot bigger than just women's sports. 
It's happening in prisons, it's happening in, in sororities and shelters, I mean, all over. And it's a systemic erasure of women. So in regards to the denying of objective truth, of biblical truth, of biological reality, the silencing, the changing of the language that we use, notice how in peer-reviewed medical published journals, it's not mother, it's birthing person, birth giver, cervix haver, cervix haver uterus owner, chest feeder, they refuse to use the term woman. So the changing of the language, the breakdown of family, the breakdown of faith, the breakdown of freedoms, and there's a lot more. I mean, the taking of the guns, there's a lot of pieces here that directly point to Marxism. I mean, directly, it's textbook. I, I wish more people could open their eyes and see this and see how that turns out for any civilization. Open a history book and see how that turns out. And it's not pretty. It's it's chilling. And again, this is the direction that our administration, the people in charge are leading us, which is why it's crucial this next cycle we get someone in who, who will turn this around and put America back on track. Um, but really what I think it is, myself being a Christian, as I see this entirely as spiritual warfare. It's no longer good versus bad or right versus wrong. It's really moral versus evil. And I looked to that evil in the eyes. <laughs> When I went to San Francisco State University and I was met with a mob of protesters, and, and notice how they're the ones who claim to be inclusive and loving and kind and accepting and tolerant and all of those terms. I saw this, and they're none of those things. I, I was physically attacked, and allow me to reiterate, for simply saying men and women are different, I was physically attacked and held for ransom for over three and a half hours with law enforcement doing nothing. They demanded I paid them money if I wanted to make it home to see my family again. For three and a half hours. You know what repercussions have been had since? None. The administrator, the vice president of student affairs of San Francisco State University, actually released an email, sent it out to their student body after, the day after this. I am so proud of our brave students for handling someone as personally apparent as Riley Gaines who spread so much violence in the manner that they did. Word for word. <laughs> what the administration at the university said about this. So I'm not equipped to, to talk about, you know, a lot of things, but I'm here to share my experience that is so far from unique. There are so many girls, I get messages daily, and I promise you, I really mean that. I, I wish I had more time. I, the clock is already, I'm, I'm, I'm over. <laughs> but I could list example after example after example of this happening um, to other girls that's why it's our jobs as Americans, as Christians, to be bold in the truth, stand firm in the truth. More than anything, that is, that is so important. We've gone so far from that. One last thing very quickly. This conversation very, very naturally and understandably gets centered around girls and women. But men, you are not clear. We need men. We need masculinity. We need that. We've, um, we've deemed masculinity as toxic or bad or, or, or some unadmirable trait. But men need to fulfill their biblical role of protecting and providing. Um, so mothers, defend your daughters and teach your sons masculinity. I so appreciate you guys being here and I wish I had more time. Thank you. That's Riley Gaines from the 2023 Western Conservative Summit. We'll be right back. 